Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. We are so glad that you're here to worship with us today. Uh, Write something in the comments so we know who is worshiping with us. We would love to know who's with us this morning. And if you would, if you have a candle at home, would you light that as a representation of Christ in in present with you right now? Uh, If you notice this morning, there's a rose on the altar. We have another baby born into the life of the church, Harrison Dathan Phillips. The parents are Dathan and Lee and big sister Thea. So give them a big congratulations. Uh, If you need someone to grocery shop for you, you're unable to get out, would you call the church office? We have people here that would be more than happy to go grocery shopping for you during this time. And also, if you would like to sew a mask for our health care providers, we have people in the church that are doing that. If you would like to join that team to make masks at home, contact the church and Eileen Graham will be happy to help you do that. We have services now at online at 9 o'clock and at 11. So we have celebration at 9 and our traditional service at 11. You can join us for one or you can join us for both of them and invite your friends to join us. They can be uh, anywhere around the world. They can join us now. Uh, Our mosaic service that meets on Tuesdays at 630 is also on Facebook Live and Instagram as well. And we have two online Bible studies, one with Pastor Sam, one with Pastor Carrie. And our children's ministry goes live each morning at 10 a.m. on Facebook, on the children's page. Uh, If you're not on that, you might want to join that. You never know what's going to happen on that. And our youth group uh, is on Zoom online on Wednesdays and Sundays at 6. There's a ton of ways to stay connected right now. Uh, and, And not only can you stay connected, but you can invite your friends to join us as well. So happy Easter, everyone, and let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, uh, we are so thankful for Easter morning, uh, and we're thankful that we are able to worship together. Uh, we are thankful for our, our Christian brothers and sisters around the world that are worshiping this morning. Uh, I pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
something that has always united us, uh, not just Christians within our congregations, but Christians all throughout time, has been the Apostles' Creed. And so now I invite you to join you where you are, uh, uniting as we proclaim our affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. This is a weekend where we remember that Christ gave us his absolute best. And so that is what we are asking of all of our congregation, to remember to give your very best this Easter Sunday. Uh, you can do that by going to our church website and learning about how to do online giving. You can also learn there about how to text to give. Uh, also, if you just want to drop your offering in the mail, like you have done for years and years, we would love to receive it that way as well. Um, again, this is our time to praise God and say hallelujah for all that he has done. And we are asking that you continue to give your best to the Lord and to make our hallelujah offering this year be the best that ever has been. Will you join with me in prayer? Gracious and loving God, we praise you and thank you for your amazing love for us and Lord uh, for this Easter Sunday, where we are reminded that there is nothing more powerful than you. Lord, there is nothing that we can depend on and nothing that we can turn to that is more dependable, that is stronger, that is more loving and more forgiving, that is more filled with hope than you. Lord, this weekend we remember that you can overcome even death. And we are so grateful for your amazing power and your amazing love. We praise you with a hallelujah. And Lord, we offer our lives to you as you have offered your life for us. In the holy and precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
We come now to a time of prayer, and I want to ask you, if you, uh, wherever you are joining us by Facebook Live, if you will type your prayer request in the comment section of Facebook Live, then our prayer team uh, will, will pray for your prayer request, and, and everybody who's, who's watching on Facebook Live, which is, is a lot of folks, uh, will all know that we can pray for your prayer request. I want to say a prayer of praise and thanksgiving for all who are helping make this uh, this service possible. Thank you, JT, for that beautiful song, and for everyone, for Matthew, for Sheila, uh, who's working behind the scenes uh, to make this all happen. I want to thank Pastor Andy and Pastor Carrie. Uh, it, it's good to be a part of such a wonderful ministry team. So I want to ask you if you will join me again, uh, put your prayer request in the comment section of Facebook Live, and let's all now go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we have been waiting forever, it seems, to be able to say, He is risen indeed. It seems like we've walked through 40 days of darkness. It seems like we've been in quarantine for 40 days, Lord. I know it hasn't been quite that long, but but somehow it seems that uh, that long, and and we we turn our hearts towards you right now, and we say thank you for the resurrection, thank you for defeating death and darkness, and thank you, Lord, for because you lived, we can live also, and uh, because you live, all fear is gone. Thank you for being our risen, resurrected Lord today. We celebrate that. Even as our hearts celebrate, we realize that, uh, that we carry burdens with us. We want to lay those down right now. We're, we're burdened for, for our own lives and for our own needs, Lord. Someone who's listening to this today, I know, Lord, probably uh, maybe has lost their job and maybe is wondering how they're going to make ends meet. Someone may be listening to this right now, Lord, who even has been diagnosed with the COVID-19 virus. Someone who's listening this right now is a healthcare worker who is exhausted from uh, from having to work long hours and and for uh, just the stress of all this God so we lift all of those needs up to you uh, Lord we remember those who are stocking those shelves at the grocery stores and uh, and at the pharmacies so that our needs can be taken care of God you are our provider and we just ask that you would provide strength and that you provide uh, peace, God, that you would provide forgiveness for where we failed you, that you would provide all the grace that we need to get through this time as individuals, as families, as church families, as our nation and our world. God, we join Christians around the world, and we proclaim that Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. And we ask now that you would teach us to pray the prayer that unites us all, the prayer that you taught your disciples all those years ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to invite you to uh, get your Bible at home and turn to Matthew chapter 28. Um, 
We'll be sharing verses 1 through 10 there together. If you don't have a Bible and you can't turn over there, or if you don't have a Bible app on your phone, we got you covered. We're going to have the, uh, the words on the screen up here in just a minute, and you can follow along uh, right on your Facebook Live. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, if I haven't already told you, I want to say to you, uh, good morning and happy Easter. It seems like we've waited a long time to be able to say happy Easter. And I've been saying happy Easter, I think, for as long as I've been able to talk and make those words with my mouth. I love saying that. I love being able to say that to you uh, by Facebook Live today. Happy Easter. Um, My favorite Easter greeting, though, is not Happy Easter. Um, It is a greeting that I I try to remember all the time, and I'm also reminded of it every time I watch one of my favorite movies. You see, um, you probably need to know this about me. I have a handful of movies that are my favorite movies that I watch over and over again, and I can quote lines from them. And um, one of them has my favorite Easter greeting in it, It's my big, fat Greek wedding. Do any of y'all like that one? Okay, so I asked the the celebration service earlier this morning, if you like that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, then uh, put something from that movie in the comments line to let me know that you're watching and that you like that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay, so if you don't know about the movie, it's about this big Greek family, and one of the daughters, Tula, falls in love with a non-Greek guy named Ian. And that's almost unheard of in their Greek culture, in their Greek family, for someone to marry outside of, um, someone outside of Greek. Um, But, so Tula and Ian do plan this big Greek wedding, and uh, Ian is trying to learn uh, his way around. He's trying to um, embrace Tula's family and the Greek culture. So he gets her to teach him different lines in Greek. And one, one time at Easter, they're gathered at the restaurant, and he says, Tula, what do you say at Easter? And she says, Christos Anesti, which means Christ is risen. So Ian tries out this line on some of her family. And Ian says, hey, Nikki, 
cheese straw nasty, uh, which is about how I sound when I try to speak Greek in my southern accent. Um, But this means Christ is risen, and the history of it goes back. It's an ancient greeting, and it goes back uh, way back into the church. Uh, What would happen is on Easter Sunday, um, the Greek Orthodox priest would would, uh, say to the congregation, and then the congregation would stand and they would in one thunderous reply say, which means he is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So yes, Christ is risen. But there's this little catch in our heart today. It's Christ is risen, he's risen indeed, but something inside of us says, but. You know, but... We can't get together with our church family. We can't gather like we always do. This is different somehow. Believe me, I know it's different. Uh, I I would normally be looking at a huge crowd of people right now instead of one, two, three, four, five people. I would be looking at maybe the biggest crowd of the year. And and Pastor Kerry and Pastor Andy can testify to this. Uh, When you're preaching to a group of people, you just feel the energy from all of those people and all of that coming right back at you. And now it's it's not that way. Um, I know that you would be here and you would be with your family. Maybe sometimes this is the only time you get to go to church as a family and everybody would be so excited and everyone would be looking up here at me and they would be thinking about that honey-baked ham they're going to have for lunch and all of that stuff. It makes me hungry just thinking about that. And you're thinking, I don't know how I, I don't know how to do Easter this way. None of us has ever really had to do Easter this way before, not like this. And we're trying to learn. We're trying to learn as we go along. And maybe we are. Maybe we can learn not just from this, but maybe we can learn from what our ancestors went through years and years ago, a hundred years ago. Uh, One of my cousins is really into genealogy, and she's always finding pictures of old uh, documents and, and old records from the courthouse and different things like that. She recently found a picture of an old ledger that shows her um, what happened in a church in 1918. It was a a church that was near where my family is from. It it was uh, just over the Mississippi line in Tishomingo County, Mississippi. And um, it was a distant, uh, the church of a distant relative of ours was the pastor there. Anyway, the record showed that this church had stopped meeting for a while back in 1918. And they stopped meeting because of the Spanish flu, a pandemic that killed uh, a lot of people. Um, but this church stopped meeting altogether, and, and they didn't have live stream. They didn't have Facebook Live. They just stopped meeting, and they made that sacrifice. They made that sacrifice uh, because they wanted people to live. They wanted people to live. And I've often thought about it here lately. If, if my ancestors hadn't made the sacrifices that they made, then I might not be here today. I just might not be here. And who knows the lives that we will save today by not gathering together. I know it feels strange. I know it feels weird not to gather together. We all want to with everything in us. We want to be able to do that. But by not doing that, we're, we're not spreading this virus. We're, we're trying to flatten the curve. 
and we are saving lives. And I think generations to come will thank us for the sacrifice that we have made today. Our ancestors knew tough times. We think we're going through tough times right now. Our ancestors knew tough times. A hundred years ago, it wasn't just a pandemic of the Spanish flu. It was also a worldwide crisis. It was, it was the time of World War I, and the world was changing all around our ancestors. My grandfather fought in World War I, and I'm sure that many of you had relatives that served in that time, too. But let's not forget all the other changes that were going on in the world and the suffering that Christians were doing a hundred years ago. The Soviet Union was on the rise and Vladimir Lenin, as you know, wanted to eliminate and destroy all religions. And many, many millions, millions of Christians lost their life under Lenin's regime. Russian Christians were afraid to go to church. They were afraid to gather at all. If they worshipped, they did it in secret. They certainly didn't talk about it. And so for a while, it seemed like the church had lost its voice. But here's the thing about the church. We are Easter people. And times might look dark, but we are always, always people of the resurrection. One of my favorite stories from this era involves a very powerful Politburo member uh, named Nikolai Bukharin. As the story goes, Bukharin made a trip by train from Moscow to Kiev to make a speech at a huge assembly of people. And the people gathered because they were afraid not to. And they all gathered, and Bukharin made this long speech where over and over again he, he railed against Christianity and he gave insult after insult to Christ. And he argued that Christianity was a silly superstition for hour. He went on like this while the people sat silently and just took it. And then when he finished, he he asked the question. He said, are there any questions? And there was a silence over the congregation, the auditorium, until one old man with a long white beard got up and made his way up front. And at the lectern that was near Bukharin, he looked out over the crowd and he shouted this ancient Easter greeting that was also well known in the Russian Orthodox Church. He shouted, Christ is risen! And the crowd rose to their feet and all together with one voice they gave the reply, He is risen indeed, the power of the resurrection in the church. So we might not be able to gather together this morning, but I want us to find our voice. I want us to to give that ancient Easter greeting again. You know, I'm a United Methodist pastor. I'm not a Greek or Russian Orthodox priest. Or, and this is Gaston, Alabama, or wherever you are. I know there may be somebody in Kiev listening to us, but I want this white-bearded minister to say to you that ancient greeting. So I'm going to say Christ is risen uh, right here where I am. And wherever you are, I want you to say he is risen indeed. And I want you to stand up and say it. Um, And I want you to say it loud and proud. I want you to say it loud enough that the dogs next door start barking. Okay? All right. Are you ready? Christ is risen. 
Glory to God. Amen. You know, that really feels good to say that. It really feels like it, it connects me with you. It connects me with uh, people around the world that are listening to this. It connects me with Christians across the ages who sometimes at great sacrifice, sometimes in the midst of great struggle, were reminded of the resurrection. The Easter greeting connects us. And the Easter greeting connects us to the first Easter, the story that we read from the Gospel of Matthew today. The Easter greetings that were given to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary um, are something that I want us to think about for just a second. The two Marys were greeted by, uh, first of all, a surprise. (laughs) There was a surprise waiting for them. They were on the way uh, to the tomb with spices to anoint Jesus' body. It was the tomb where they had watched his body be placed on Good Friday. And this was that first Easter morning. And they were, I mean, they had expectations of what they would see when they got there. They were expecting to have a problem. The first problem they would have when they got there was the huge stone that was over the tomb entrance. How were they going to move that? They didn't know. They were going anyway. They expected to have a problem with the stone covering the tomb, and they were surprised to see the stone rolled away with an angel sitting on top of it. Uh, They were expecting only darkness, and they were surprised at the bright, shining angel whose appearance, the Scripture says, was like lightning and clothing white as snow. They were expecting to have an issue with the guards at the tomb. I mean, how are they going to get by the guards? They were surprised to find the guards falling down on the ground like dead men in response to the angel. So this year's Easter, Easter 2020, maybe we're like the two Marys. Maybe we're coming to this Easter expecting only problems and only darkness and only issues. I don't want to minimize the problems and the darkness and the issues. It's kind of getting dark outside right now. We're expecting storms to come through. Welcome to Alabama in the springtime. I don't want to minimize the darkness. I don't want to minimize the problems or the issues. But I do want to say we got to be ready to be surprised. Be surprised by joy. We've already seen things to be joyful about, haven't we? We've seen joyful surprises already. Here are a couple of things that I've thought of that are joyful surprises this Easter. Um, The slowdown has given us a chance to rethink our lives. You know, I will say a shout-out to healthcare workers and first responders and grocery store workers and all of those who haven't slowed down. (laughs) You're working harder than ever, and we love you, and we want to support you. But a lot of people have slowed down greatly. Uh, Some of us feel like we've been put in time out almost. That's not necessarily a bad thing because it gives us a chance to to prioritize. It gives us a chance to declutter. And I'm not just talking about your closet or your garage. To declutter your life, to prioritize your life. It gives us a chance to rethink some things. I know uh, talking with some of my minister friends, uh, we... We're having to rethink church now, aren't we? We're, uh, we're seeing more than ever that the church isn't about the building. Um, that We have a beautiful, beautiful sanctuary here at Gadsden First United Methodist Church and wonderful facilities, and they're taken care of so well. But the church is more than the building. The church is 
the people just like here's the building here's the steeple open the door here's the people remember that uh, we're the people the people are the church and I really uh, I really need to be reminded sometimes that our wonderful facilities are, are great but this is not an end this is a means to an end our facilities make us able to be the hands and feet of Christ we're uh, a mission outpost we're not uh, a museum we're not an attraction we're a mission outpost um, and that is a reminder that we get over and over again because we've had time to think about it another positive thing that we have this Easter is I think we are going to be more appreciative I know that there are things that I've taken for granted over the years I don't ever think I'll take it for granted again how about you I, th I think I'm cherishing my, my co-workers a little bit more. I think I'm, I'm cherishing my, my family a little bit more. I'll just be honest with you. We've had a lot of togetherness, and we get on each other's nerves sometimes. But I cherish that time. Uh, I wouldn't have had that extra time with them if it hadn't have been uh, for these circumstances. So think of the positive surprises that you could name. Think of some that you have experienced. Uh, have you... Have you met some people in your neighborhood that you hadn't met before because you've all been outside? Have you gone on more walks? Have you, have you cooked new dishes? Have you thought about the fact that our whole planet has been given a pollution Sabbath because of this worldwide pandemic? Have you seen people step up in, in new and creative ways? Have you seen people give heroic acts of service? I have. I'm just so proud uh, of the creative people that I get to work with who have all jumped in and helped one another. Have you seen that go on too? Have you seen people step up? Have you learned new skills? Wow, I know I have. I'm learning to be a TV preacher, y'all. Not really. I don't think I'll ever be in the TV preacher category, but I have learned um, to reach out in new ways that I never really thought I would do I guess you can teach an old dog new tricks when it gets right down to it another positive thing is that we are reaching more people through the digital worship uh, than we ever thought we could uh, we we are uh, if if we would normally reach over 300 on a weekend uh, we met we might reach 1300 today and, and so the question is, the challenge for us as a ministry team is, uh, as a church is, what are we going to do with that extra thousand people that we're reaching? Uh, our mission here at Gaston First United Methodist Church is to, to share Christ, to make disciples, to serve, and to give hope. So how are we going to share Christ? How are we going to make disciples and serve and give hope to the extra people, to the other people that we're reaching uh, because of how we're doing things now. So, surprises. And then the Marys were greeted by a message, a powerful message that the angel gave them. He started out this way, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. How many times do you see that in the Bible? Here, this the literal language means stop being afraid because the angel knew that they were already afraid, right? 
you might have been experiencing fear over these last few weeks. You probably have. I mean, how could you not? How could you have someone say every part of your life is supposed to be shut down? How could you be told to wear a, a mask and gloves uh, like a cat burglar everywhere you go and to not get within six feet of people? Um, how could you go through all of that without experiencing some fear? But I think we all could stand to hear the angel's message today. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. I don't know about you, but if, if I'd been there that morning and I had seen all that they had just seen, and there was an angel with brilliant white clothes and the countenance of lightning standing before me telling me not to be afraid, I would be thinking, okay, well, I tell you what, buddy, you better tell me some good reason not to be afraid because I'm shaking in my sandals right now. Here's what the angel says. Here's the reason not to be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus, the angel said, who was crucified. In other words, I know what it's normal for you to expect under these circumstances, but he's not here. He is risen just like he said. Come, check it out for yourself. Just look at You'll see the tomb is empty. Jesus has been raised. You'll see that death has been defeated. You'll see that nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God in Christ, that Christ is with us always, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Stories told about first century Roman empire uh, where Christians were persecuted terribly. There's a story about a Roman a governor named Pliny, uh, who would have Christians brought before him in chains, and he would ask them to renounce Christ, and if not, then they would be banished or they would be beaten or sometimes killed. One man was brought before him in chains, and Pliny said, uh, renounce Christ, and he wouldn't do it, and he finally got frustrated with the man. He wouldn't renounce his, his Christianity, and he said to the man, I will banish you. And the man said, you can't banish me, for this is my father's world. And, and he said, well, I will kill you. And the man said, well, yes, but I've already died, and my life is hidden with Christ. And furious, Pliny shouted to the top of his lungs, I'll drive you away from everyone that you know, and you'll not have a single friend left. And the man said, but you can't do that, for I have a friend from whom no one can separate me. Because he lives. One of our favorite Easter hymns says, because he lives, all fear is gone. So the next part of the angel's message, go quickly, tell the disciples he's been raised from the dead. He's going to meet them in Galilee. Look, I know Mary, and I know Mary, you thought you were going to be undertakers, but you're really going to be evangelists. Your job description has changed now, go tell the good news. They were greeted by a shock, a surprise, and they were greeted by that first message, don't be afraid, and go tell the good news. That's the same message that we need to get deep down in our hearts today at Easter, Easter 2020, that same message, don't be afraid. The tomb is still empty. We still need to go tell the good news. We still need to tell the good news. And then the best Easter greeting of all, Mary and Mary were greeted by the risen Lord. In verse 9, it, sa it says that he said to them, 
greetings. He literally says to them, hello. And that may sound like the, I don't know, the most throwaway greeting anybody could ever have, but that was the sweetest hello that ever crossed their ears. That hello meant that all of their sadness was gone. That hello meant that all of their despair, all of their depression, all of their defeat, everything that had overshadowed their lives had now been resurrected. Death itself was gone. And they were so overwhelmed, all they could do was fall at Jesus' feet and grab his feet and worship. And that's, I don't know, that's what I feel like doing today sometimes. I just feel like falling at his feet and worshiping. Um, that's what we're doing, even even now, even where we are, even in um, your pajamas, if you're worshiping in your pajamas today, we're still falling at his feet and saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you. A million times thank you. But notice what Jesus does. He reinforces the message of the angel, or maybe he just shows that the angel's message came from him in the first place. Do not be afraid. Go tell the good news. And tell my brothers I'm going to meet them in Galilee. In other words, I'm always going to be with you. Anywhere you go, I've already gone ahead of you, and I'll be there waiting on you. I think my Easter prayer this Easter of 2020 is that we could take that message, that Easter message, and that we could somehow swallow it like medicine for our souls. Don't be afraid because he lives. All fear is gone. Go tell the good news. We all know somebody that needs a little good news right now. And Jesus promises to meet us, to meet us right where we are, no matter where we are. We're not alone. We're not alone. Sisters and brothers, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's pray. How thankful we are, Lord. How thankful we are for those first Easter greetings. Those first Easter greetings that had Mary and Mary running away in fear and in joy. So today, Lord, even if we have mixed emotions, we have an overriding joy. Help us to receive that message, Lord, not to be afraid, to tell the good news, and to know that you're always with us. Help us to receive that with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we're going to sing uh, another song together. Um, it's a song that you probably know and could sing by heart, but we're going to have the words up there for you. And I want to ask, wherever you are today, will you join us as we close by singing Because He Lives?
And now go in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and know that because he lives, we can face tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.